Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. This is so cool. Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast. Don't Tell Comedy are comedy shows that happen in these really intimate, unique spaces like art galleries and backyards and rooftops. I did one of their first shows in 2017. It was in a random clothing store in LA. Now they are in 150 cities worldwide. You gotta check them out. They are such a perfect night out. Don't Tell Comedy is the spot to go. Date night, alone night, friend night, whatever you want it to be. It's so fun. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com. Use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We are talking every single episode of every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Here's Nikki. Hello. Here I am. Happy New Year, everyone. Um, it's been a while. It's been so long. I forgot I had a podcast. <laughs> it's I, been a while. It's been, it's a, been while. a while since I have recorded a podcast with my friends. It's been a while since I've talked to Andrew. I mean... Honestly, Noah and I usually text, and um, that's how we stay in touch when we're not doing the podcast. And sometimes we talk, but mostly it's text. And Andrew, I, you know, when we're not doing the podcast, I live with you, and I'm traveling <laughs> with you, and we're constantly in communication. I have not talked to you at all. <gasps> at radio all. silence. Pretty much radio silence, yeah. I mean, maybe we've sent each other one text every five days or something, um, and I haven't seen you since before Christmas. I saw me? you in between me seeing Brenna's parents and then me going to Florida oh, for like yeah, an hour. yeah, we had a little bit of, uh, yeah, like an hour of a hang. So um, it's it's been a while. Um, I'm in Los Angeles. Andrew is, <laughs> is in St. Louis. Thing? Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, <laughs> Malaho. Ma- Mahalo 
Fuck. I Whoa, just had dyslexia. Mahalo is thank you. Aloha. Bill Maher had a joke. I was with Bill Maher. Bill Mahalo? Uh, in Bill Mahalo. Maharo. Uh, in Hawaii. And he had a good joke that was like, aloha in Hawaii is uh, hello or goodbye. And mahalo in Hawaii is thank you or fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I it. like it, Bill. So I like tell it, me all of, tell, All right, let's get into Hawaii, shall we? Why, why don't we do like each get to ask burning desire questions for each other okay. about each other's trips. I have so much shit that happened. It's like wild. Like, I don't even know where to start. But Okay, yeah. wait, why don't we just, why don't we do, instead of questions, why don't we do the top three things of note, Ugh. each of us? And okay. that includes you, Noah, because I'm not just, you, you, had a, you were living life too. Okay. So, let's go round robin. So there's um, top three, no bottom three. No, uh, we, we gotta do, let's do a top one, bottom one. Vacation. <laughs> Boom. Top three, That'll get us three, into vacation. it. No, no, no. Top one, bottom one. <laughs> vacation. And we're doing this just on the fly. Okay. Let's start. We always Shit. start with bottom. Um, I, I hate to start on a negative note for the new year, but it feels like, you know, we're going to end on a positive note. So we're starting. We're really starting off on a, on a good one. It is 2022. I'm feeling 22. And you want to get half. Oh yeah, feeling twenty. I've been listening to a lot of Taylor. I can't escape Taylor, by the way, because Brenna's a fucking Taylor head. But that's not my bottom. That's Wait, not okay, my bottom. hold on. No, that before we get to the top one, bottom one. Now I'm getting distracted because you bring up Taylor, <laughs> and I can't. I can't just let that slide. What song is now in your head mostly? Which one are you really feeling right now? Because, like most Taylor Swift heads, and by the way, I've done a lot of Swifty concerts over the break with my dad and then I took a, a hiatus and then yesterday I went live on our Instagram and had a little fun and a lot of comments saying like I wasn't a Swifty until you Nikki thank you for getting me into her um I want to just warn you if you're breaking into Swifty if you're becoming a new Swifty you're going to have romances with different songs that you hear upon first listen and you go ah, I'm never even gonna care about the song and then all of a sudden one day it hits you like a freight train and you can't get out of your head and you go, I love this is my favorite song. So uh, the other day, Chris, my lover was like, um, he sometimes puts on Taylor Swift just to get me in a good mood. Like if I'm in a bad mood, he'll just put it on. You do that too, Andrew. Everyone in yeah. my life who knows and loves me knows to do that. And he was like, he has some t favorite Taylor Swift songs, which I'm like so excited about. Cause he hasn't told me that he's like, actually 1989 is like kind of a, it's a fucking great album and he's really into a couple songs. I'm like, oh my God, tell me which ones you love. And he goes, I feel kind of embarrassed like that sometimes I've, if I put on a song, like you're going to be a Taylor Swift song, you're going to be like, oh, this one sucks. And I'm like, oh, we, there's no song we don't love. And he goes, I love how you say we and you're talking about Swifties. And that's really how I feel about being a Swiftie is like, we all agree there's no bad songs um, there's just ones we don't like as much as the others, but we love them all. So, um, that being said, Andrew, what is your new favorite Taylor Swift song? Uh, top one Taylor Swift song is, yeah. uh, no, no. The one that I've heard a lot is Dorothea. Dorothea. That's Brenna's. Yes. Hey, so Dorothea, do you ever stop and think about me? About me. Do you know it's about Selena Gomez, uh, allegedly? It's weird because Brenna says when she hears that song, she thinks of me. So maybe my kidneys are failing. Dorothea. <laughs> uh -uh. It's about her friend who is like famous now. And like, it's not really Wait, about, is, it's like, 
Sorry, no. Is Dorothea is Dorothea the female name for Andrew? Is it? No, is it's An- is Andrea. <laughs> and oh yeah, Andrea. Okay, sorry, I forgot about that name. Dorothea. <laughs> oh my God, you're so cute, Noah. A million people died in 9/11. Um, <laughs> that was just gonna be the new uh, like you're so off, but that was a great attempt. Okay, like thanks. that's we just say a million people died in 9-11 um I just, I just thought drew dorothea uh, i don't know, you know why what? That you're came not together. you're not wrong and sometimes it is like that weird of a uh original word so uh dorothea though is anyway it's a great song it's on uh like the Evermore. male name for nikki is dave <laughs> <laughs> right you're right that is the original um it's the gaelic uh <laughs> <laughs> a version of of Nicole, um, Andrew. So, Dorth. Okay, you're listening to Dorothy a lot. Okay, tell me your top or let's t- tell me your bottom moment of your trip. That this is it, heavy. you know you can you can. Oh, okay. We can. We're starting. Noah, heavy. are you ready to carry this heavy heaviness? I think so. I'm pretty Just sure. Pick. Okay. Brenna and I saw a man die. <sighs> On New Year's, and it wasn't even dark yet. Okay. So, okay. well, I do know that you on Instagram had said that you, I read at like you know, one p.m. my time Hawaii that you had already you were already in bed. You had saw a man throw up into a trash no, can, and Brenna you said threw up because Brenna. she saw him oh, die. Yes. <gasps> oh my God! She That's threw up from happened? seeing a man die. It was wild. You want me wait, to tell you wait. the story? Oh my God, yes. Okay, so we were in West Palm Beach. Wait, let's it go was... back to Taylor Swift. I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That made me I throw can't... up in the garbage. Yeah, um, okay. So we're listening to Taylor, and <laughs> this guy gets shot in the face. No, I'm just Oh my lying. God. Just kidding. No, just kidding. So... <laughs> no, so we're... I. It's New Year's Eve. We were just going to like go over to my brother's. I was like, you know what? Let's go get appetizers and hang out outside and look over to water and actually enjoy Florida a little bit because there was a lot of stress with my mom, a lot of this, whatever. There were a lot of ups and downs from the trip. Mm-hmm. I take her to this bar that I used to go to where I used to throw up all the time and you know get kicked out of, and uh, it was called Bradley's. And um... Oh, did we lose him? Yeah, we just lost him. While we're getting Andrew back, maybe we can keep this in. What do you think they saw? How do you think this man died? Predictions. Uh, a heart attack. Just like instant. I think you, I don't think that would make her cry. I think it's something gruesome. And I, he did say, um, we were listening to Taylor Swift and then a man got shot in the face. And I think he was joking, but I also think he's not capable of coming up with something that fast that didn't happen so i think they saw someone get shot in the face you think, oh I so you think it was truth i hope not or maybe like get hit by a truck it's gotta be something gruesome have you ever seen someone get like like a gruesome like human body thing I, not a human i saw a kitten get run over <gasps> by a car oh that's it's so it traumatized me oh wait when you really want the story? Yeah. It's pretty gruesome. I um, was... Uh, trigger warning. People can skip ahead. Okay. I was driving and I was several feet away from the car in front of me. 
and I saw a kitten run into the street right under the tire of the car, and only its head got smushed. No! So it, it, like, you know, because of the spine and stuff, it, like, jumped up and just died. So it died instantly. Yeah. That's a good thing. Um, but the but, body was still moving. Dude, whenever I see an animal run out, I, oh, like... My heart stops. Does oh, yours? Oh, it's... It's, I mean, a- anyone, but, you know, I, you rarely see it. I mean, I hit a man with a car one time, um, which is a story for yeah. another time. Twice, actually, I've hit a man with a car. But, Andrew, we're trying to guess what you saw. Uh, what, when you went in reverse? <laughs> Dude, that's so funny. <laughs> that's so funny. And it reminds me of your friend Diamond Diamond. <laughs> it's, it's the same joke. I thought of the same thing. I love your brain. Um what you call it? Sorry, that's the a, that's the old Diamond Diamond. He says it once when he goes over. If you don't know, Andrew worked with a guy named Diamond Diamond that was um, from Nepal, I believe. Yeah, and he said if you hit a man with your car, you want to reverse back over his body, making him full dead, because then you have to pay the medical bills his whole life. Yeah, so and you I'm might like, as well kill murder. him. Yeah, but go, you're, you have a better murder. chance of getting off for murder. And apparently in Manhattan, the the best way to get away with murder in the United States is to hit a pedestrian with your car in Manhattan and uh, murder, like, oh. you know, purposely do it, but you'll oh, you'll never be found at fault because everyone gets away with it um, in Manhattan, which is where I got hit by a car, but it's not where I hit a man with my car. Um, I've told that story many times on different things and probably on this podcast, but okay, Andrew, we took guesses as to what... Um, I'm sorry that it went No, out. not when, as when to it, what when... ha- happened to you. We're guessing how the man died. Uh, Noah said a heart attack. I said uh, Brenda probably wouldn't have thrown up from seeing a heart attack. I think shot in the face because you had made a joke about listening to Taylor Swift and seeing him (laughs) get shot in the face. So I'm guessing you just went with the thing that actually happened. So uh, (laughs) am I correct? Because I believe Noah just there's no way that 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 one is. I love the (laughs) – my creativity knows – one Instead bound. No, one bound. Yeah. One <laughs> bound. <laughs> Am I right? No. Oh, no. damn it. Okay. No, I actually don't think you're creative. He got shot in the face twice. Oh, God. Diamond, diamond. Um, a thousand uh, million people died in 9 11. Okay. When, what happened? Okay, Dorothea. Um, so, this is what happened. So, I went to, I took Brandon to the bar called Bradley's. Uh, it was like 4 p.m. We were just going to get. Uh, you know, Appetizers. a drink and some and some food. Overlooked the water. We end up leaving there because it was too crowded. We go next door, get food. I come back. I valeted my car. Okay, I'm going to get my valet. I give the guy my ticket. I'm waiting for the car, and I look over. Did and you valet like your tr- car? Did you fly down there, or did you drive? I rented a car. Got it. So we see this guy, and he's like, you know that like look where your eyes they're just seeing through you. He's sweaty. He's like he's Florida he's meth all, man eyes. Yeah, but not meth, but more alcohol and coke. Yeah, but but, but that same feeling. Yeah, and um, but he looks like a normal guy. Like he's not like Just a, normally, you know, a homeless guy. His shoes are both on and tied. Yeah, well, one's tied, one's Velcro. Okay, um, one bound. So I look over at Brenna and I go. Dude, look how fucking this guy's gonna get his car. He's so fucking drunk. So we like took time to like look and analyze how drunk this guy and was. Do so we like had to connection. actually prevent him getting in his car. 
yeah, I thought I would have to help him up. But so because he had a high truck. So anyway, so I'm waiting for him one bound. And uh and and he starts to walk off into the parking lot and he goes to grab like a white cone to like hold himself up. And the cone is like obviously not strong enough to hold him up. He throws his drink and he falls backwards and he hits the back of his head. <gasps> and I didn't even think he fell. He fell like comically slow, I thought. Yeah. And blood starts gushing out of the back, like just leak, like out of a movie, like leaking like a river. Uh, you like know, a pool. Just, Is he moving? He's dead. He's out. Like, so this woman goes, so. How far are weird, you away from this man? This is the thing. I was only about 10 feet from him. I could have maybe caught the guy. I think. <laughs> oh, that sucks, man. I'm sorry. So so he's bleeding out. My car comes. I'm like, can I, can you move him a little? So <laughs> I can leave. I love how like, you already I, have this punched up. Okay, keep going. So, so. <laughs> that's literally the only punchline, I swear. So then. No, I, it's not. But I. But no, I swear. But part of me was like, should I just, can I drive around this guy? Is it bad? Is it bad? Karma? Is it bad? A bad look? Wait, uh, you got to tell me, like, are people around him? So I'm I'm telling you. So I'm getting there. So I'd like not to get the car. I I think I'm going to run up to him. A woman runs up before me, checks his pulse and goes, he has no pulse. He has no pulse. Call 911. He has no pulse. Bleeding out his head. Out. How old is this man? Probably 45, I'm thinking. So another guy runs up, starts giving him CPR. This is a parking lot? Yeah, in the parking lot, in front of Bradley's. Before, on New Year's Eve. So, like, this is before the party even starts. Like, people won't even know this happened, you know, before, which is crazy. So um, guy starts giving him CPR. Brenna starts crying hysterically, yelling, like, look at the blood. I can't. I go, go, get away. Get away. Like, it was like this whole, like. Thing. So she goes around the corner, right? I decide that, okay, this guy's got CPR. Like, I don't need to give him whatever CPR. I go to, you know, um, tell Brennan to stop being a pussy. No, I'm just kidding. That's another punch. But that was just a random punch. <laughs> I knew it was I a swear. good I, I know it was no, random. But I listen, how do punches come to be? <laughs> so I punch Brenna. So no, no. <laughs> and then I do a line of coke. Anyways, so she's throwing up in the trash can. Like dry heaving, like like so loud, and I'm like, babe, it's okay. You know, I think he's gonna be all right. I think I heard someone say he might have a pulse, and then I was trying. Are to you lying? My... No, I did hear that from. I, I oh, I walked to her, then I walked back, and then I came back again. So she's throwing up. People are walking by, and I have to tell people, look, she saw a dead body. She's not drunk. Like I'm not taking advantage. Like I felt like weird in a way. Like people were judging her. Yeah, and I wanted to protect her. Then this guy, I swear to God, this is the weirdest part of the story. A guy who's like a street cleaner who works for the city comes up and goes, what's going on with her? And I go, she's not drunk. A guy fell over there and he's out cold and they think he's dead and they have to revive him. And she saw it and she's throwing up. And I swear to God, the guy looks at me and goes, that happened to me three weeks ago. (laughs) What? (laughs) I mean, Florida. Listen, so then he starts showing a video that was from the security cam of him falling over and dying on the ground. I swear to God on my life. Brett, I go, she's throwing up 
from a guy that just died. She doesn't need to see another guy Wait, that died. He was showing her? Yeah, me and her. While she's throwing up, she's looking up going, oh, my God, what? I'm like, sir, get out. I'm sorry about your death, but get out of here. So then oh, I go back, God. and they said he has a pulse, and they end up taking him away in the ambulance. Hopefully he lived. I Googled it, and then I drove away in the valet. Still probably too early, but it was... So then the whole night, you know, I had to, like, the car ride was intense. Like, she was really shook up. Yeah. And then, you know, we played Dorothea, which is the other name for Andrew, and had a great time, you know? Okay. Oh, my God. Oh, it was wild. It was wild. Isn't it, it wild, wild? Like, everyone that you see walking around will die someday. Like, we're pretty much seeing future dead people constantly. But, <laughs> and everyone will die, but we yeah. so rarely witness it in, in a way like that. It was it was intense. I had to convince myself like, oh, I've seen people get hit. Like you do a weird mental gymnastics in your head to make it not as yeah, extreme. Yeah, like, this is like MMA, but with like Dustin Poirier's fist is the concrete. I swear to God, that like kind of went in my mind. Yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking. Celsius. Yeah. Yeah. Or like I was thinking about like a guy that goes to war and sees shit. Yeah, and then comes he back has- shell shocked and. To Nebraska with no phone and just has to think about it on a on a porch. Oh my god! Wild. Anyway, wild. Sorry. No TikTok to distract. I mean, oh, that is people. I mean, I've I've been on Reddit before and people have said like you know they share things of like what's the most horrific thing that's you've ever witnessed and it's people share things like this and there was a Sam Harris interview that I listened to or he was on uh, did a podcast with Ricky Gervais that I listen to and he was talking about seeing someone in um i think like bangladesh get like he saw the aftermath of a guy gets like splattered everywhere and people were throwing up from how like and it was the worst thing he's ever seen in his life and like people with like there's listeners right now thinking of the thing that they saw that made them i've never gotten viscerally sick though from seeing carnage um noah have you did the kitten incident we talked about something noah witnessed I don't want to relive it, but did you get, have you ever gotten ill from something that you didn't think would make you ill? Mm, not really. I can't really think of anything. Yeah. I, it, but it, 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 it happens obviously because especially another human being, you just like the shock of seeing life being able to like be taken so quickly. I mean, I think I thought of like, because I've been to that bar hundreds of times. That and could I've, have been you. Yeah. there. I know. It's like a selfish kind of way to think of it. But then it makes me think like, oh, I quit drinking three years. Like that. Yeah. I easily could have been that guy I a saw few years ago. some um, article about a guy who jumped a turnstile in, uh, you know, Queens or something. And he just tripped a little bit and hit his head and died right there just from hitting his head and the people in the reddit subreddit were talking about how like the, how the human body can be so fragile yet so durable like there are people that have survived like plane crashes yet there are other people that like trip and hit their head and it's like good night so it's just so it's so scary i'm sorry you witnessed that is brenna okay yeah she's all right she's all right i mean luckily we had sex before that because oh my god it would have been tough <laughs> for her to throw up twice that day <laughs> Reverse. <laughs> diamond, diamond, and grip. Um, okay. How about we go to break really quick? And Andrew sighs deeply. 
Oh, sorry. I was just trying to breathe. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the sassy Girl Bomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Well, the weather is getting a lot warmer, and so your wardrobe probably needs an update. I know mine does, and it's so hard when you want to buy new stuff because you want it to last a long time, you want it to look really good, and you want it to like stand the test of time in terms of like fashion. At least that's what I want. And so that's why I love Quince, because Quince is all about effortless fashion that looks chic and timeless year-round. I'm talking premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. Washable silk top. They have so many chic jewelry pieces like these globe boho hoops. I love those. You could just blindly click and end up with such wardrobe essentials. They're not wasting your time at Quince. I love the Quince um, dress I got. I'm trying to find it because I want to say the exact name of it, but it's like this long sleeve dress, but it's like a midi skirt. It's so cute. It's like silky feeling. It's just, I've told you about it before. Okay, there's so much cute stuff on here. I got to go and get back to the podcast, but you know what to do. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Nikki for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E Quince.com slash Nikki to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Nikki. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett-Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the roses on Schitt's Creek and then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking.
Oh my God, you guys. I'm so excited that Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast because they have like all of my favorite clips on Instagram Reels. I'm constantly discovering new comedians from these clips. And I always like, how do you even go to these shows? Where are they happening? Well, now I know because I have the information right here. You can go to one of these shows. Don't Tell Comedy are putting on the coolest comedy shows in the country. This isn't like a comedy club. This isn't a theater. These are small, unique venues like on rooftops, backyards, art galleries. If you're looking for a fun night out in your town, which it's probably in your town because these shows used to just be in LA and now they're all over the country, 150 cities in Canada, the US and the UK. Don't Tell Comedy is the best thing for you to go out and explore and do. You're going to see amazing new comedians. You're going to see pop-ins from famous comedians. You've seen the clips online. Be a part of the experience live in person and do it on me, guys. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com and then use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. 20% off. That's freaking good. Okay, we're back. Noah, what was your worst thing of your uh, time off? <laughs> Nothing like Andrew's. I actually had a really good time off, so it's hard to think of it, but I guess um, I have a group of friends here that we all spend time together, um, and we always get together other, as a group, but one of the couple now is going through a really messy divorce. So just having to navigate the two friendships and, you know, like one of them is ousted from the group and Avi and I are are really good friends with this person. So it's just really complicated. Yes. And what what do you do with that? Like when you get ousted, I mean, that's got to like, why do you do you pick the woman or the man? Did you pick or did you pick the person who you feel closest to? Well, uh, I'll say this. That's true. I, I hear both sides, and I can <laughs> sorry. I can relate to the woman more because I've been in the position that she's yeah. in, and like where that anger comes from. But what I hear from the the guy is that is a little bit more sensible and like neutral. Mm. So when you hear one person gossiping or whatever, and the, and the group is you know trying to comfort them, and then you hear the other side of the person who's being vilified and they're not really, you know, it's relationships go bad. There's more to the story than what each person is saying. Yes. It's just, it, it just sucks. So. Oh, that book attached, I keep reading it and I'm learning how so many relationships are doomed and people don't even know it because <laughs> they're opposite attachment styles and they're, there's truly no hope for those people in their they're always well they will always be miserable and they'll stay together and be miserable forever and constantly going on this roller coaster of good and bad good and bad or um or they're going to break up unless they become aware of it and really worked and, and it's even if you work at it it's kind of nearly impossible is what i'm learning from this book it's pretty interesting and a little bit demoralizing but as a woman who like isn't locked into anything right now <laughs> Um, it's, it's eye opening and it makes me feel like, oh good, I'm glad I got to read this book before I made any final decisions about my life because, uh, this book has just helped me so much and it's really helped me make decisions that I honestly would have never thought that I would make that are ultimately going to be the best ones, I think, because, I'm just seeing myself in this book so much in places that I almost skip the chapter because I go, I'm not going to be this. And then I start reading it. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm this. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. No, I'm uh, continuing to read it. 
like you said, I'm not going to just do a third of it. Good. And I love it. Um, and I'm realizing, I think I've said this before, old uh, anxious attached is pretty avoidant recently. But I read yesterday that, you know, when you're in a relationship where it's like someone's anxious and someone's avoidant, like that can't work. But unless these things and I was like, oh, good, I'm all of the unlesses, which is acknowledging it, working on it. And a lot of avoidance, the problem with avoidant and attached and anxious attached is when when the avoidant becomes avoid avoiding the anxious that triggers the anxious to become more anxious, which triggers the avoidant to become more avoidant. And then the avoidant becomes more avoidant. And they, so it's like they both trigger each other's worst qualities that detract the other one. And I, though, I'm avoidant in many ways. But when an avoidance always uh, typically avoid reconciliation and um, talking about what's wrong, because if you talk about what's wrong, you get closer to someone and avoidance biggest fear is intimacy and so they avoid addressing the issue and I do not do that and so I was like okay good I don't have that avoidant quality does any of this make, make sense is is the avoidant person doing it to protect themselves yeah. or the other person themselves oh interesting yeah because they're scared avoidance are scared of intimacy and mm. they want any kind of and and being and losing their independence and feeling like they they're going to be beholden to someone and they're not going to get alone time and all of these things like they think that a relationship is going to just strip them of their independence and their autonomy and they also have a think thing where they think that there's better people out there they just haven't met them yet yeah. and they glamorize everyone they haven't met and they also focus on the neg like when they're in a negative place with their partner they can't remember any of the good it's like they just rearrange their mind so that the person they're with that is needing them too much, the anxious person who is, yeah. is coming on too strong because they're anxious attached. And the only way anxious attached people feel better is if the avoidant person makes them feel better by like being, is if someone secure goes, listen, I hear you're anxious, but this is the truth of the matter. And I'm okay. I'm with you. Don't worry. And avoidant people cannot do that and won't do that. Mm. So the anxious attached never gets to feel better and is always going to be more anxious and the and it's going to explode and then they break up and then they always come back together because they need each other to validate their internalized views of themselves, which is Whoa. I avoided people need a needy person to validate that the world is against them and wants them to, um, you know, wants to take from them, wants them to be theirs, wants to capture them. And needy people need someone who's avoiding them to validate their belief that they are unlovable. So they'll mm. always come back together. It's such a fucking... It's uh, it's also the book I was reading called The Human Magnet Syndrome about narcissists and codependents, which is, I guess, another way of saying avoidant and, um, you know, uh, anxious. But anyway, um, my bottom was that uh, monologue I just went on. My No, my bottom moment <laughs> was I got my first UTI over the trip thank you i'm a real woman now um yeah i got i was very constipated the whole trip i literally did not poop for like five days and we were eating like these rich thick gourmet meals and i was just like just weighed down by like oil soaked veggies and i was looking at pictures of myself on like 
pre- on the, the the dinner before New Year's on the thirtieth, and we Bill Mar and I and uh, Chris Reed, uh, kid pl- kid of Kid and Play, uh, took a picture. And I look pregnant in all the photos and I was sucking it as much as possible. And I was like, what is going on? I was like, oh my God, I am so constipated. And I don't know if the constipation led to the UTI or the UTI caused the constipation. But um, Noah, have you ever had a UTI? Yeah, I have. Um, Does it feel like you need to shit out of your vagina and you can't? Yes, like a constant burning pressure. That's what I, and I have bleeding too. Yes. And I was pissing blood clots yes yeah that's what it is like like i thought i literally was wiping and i saw blood and i'm like is this coming from my asshole because i've never bled from my like pee like it didn't make sense that this blood could be coming from anywhere else because i was like digging up my vag hole to see if it was like period blood and it wasn't and i'm like am i it's from my ass and then i'm like but nothing's coming out of there i was pissing out of my tiny pee hole Tissue, blood tissue. It looked like I was like oh having God. a miscarriage out of my vagina. Like, in my Did urethra. You discharge? Did you have any discharge? It was just like pee. Your like my pee was bloody, and like not be- like I ate beets, but like blood. And um, I was just. So what did you do? I well, the thing was, it would only flare up at night, and then I would just like cry and like be like, oh, and then I would wake up in the morning, and everything would be fine. And then I would still not be shitting, but I would be like, oh, it would be. And then at night it would flare up again. And then it, I felt like it went away. And my friend Corey that I met on the trip was like, bitch, it does not go away. <laughs> like, there's no way. And I'm like, yeah, my body just healed itself. Blah, 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 blah. And then I came back to L.A. and I finally got to poop and I felt so much relief. And then I went to Six Flags the other day and I went with my friend Corey that I met on the trip and Chris and Carlisle and her boyfriend Chase. And I was like. I don't know what to do. And she's like, dude, go to an urgent care or just call like email your doctor. Do you have a doctor? I'm like, I think so. And so I emailed my doctor and was like, I have a UTI. It's my first one. I'm like, there's like bloody tissue coming out of my puss. And she was like, oh, I'll just get you some. So now I'm on antibiotics. I've been, I've taken, I've been on them for two days and it's, it's, it was gone after the first pill. Like it's, it's fine now, but I got to finish them, you know? So that's my, that's the worst. Sounds pretty bad. Because I had to be in like a swimsuit and I'm just like have so much like being constipated. It sucks so much. But thank God for the fact that I so on this trip, I was with my lover and we enjoy a type of sex that I need to have, you know, a douche for. And uh, I forgot it. I, I brought all my toys, but I forgot my douche. And I'm like, fuck, like I can't have anal sex if I don't have that thing. And so right before we left for the trip, we were in LA for a couple of days. The morning of, we walked over to the Hustler store and bought like this anal douche kit. And thank God I fucking had that because I was in such pain. I couldn't poop. I did. I, I, we just didn't ever go to the pharmacy or anything. And I was like, it's just gonna, it's gonna come as soon as I get on like, you know, America, like, a, you know, uh, the contiguous United States yeah. soil. Mainland. Yeah. yeah. And it didn't. And then I was like, in the middle of the night one night, I was like, maybe if I, because I know that when I use that, I can get everything out. And I was like, what if I did this? And oh my God, it saved my life. If I wasn't so good at it, I would have never attempted to do that. I would have just been in pain and waited for like a laxative to run through my system, which would have been runny and disgusting. Instead, I just squirted water up there, 
for like, you know, 20 minutes and got everything out. And I was like, I'm a new woman. God, it was amazing. <laughs> Being constipated sucks. You feel like a, uh, there's like a fucking, you know, uh, what's it called? A compost pile in your, like, it just feels like thick. Like there's a corpse of like Like food. a landfill. Yeah, there's like a landfill of poop in you. It's so yeah. gross. I felt like, I think when Johnny Cash. Were there Johnny Cash flying around you? John Wayne, yeah. When John Wayne was dissected or like autopsy, they found him like sixty pounds of like, uh, shit in his colon, like sixty pounds of compacted shit. What? And I felt like John Wayne. Make my day. Yeah. Okay. So Andrew, top, uh, top, uh, break moment. Um, I had a, I had a good amount of tops. Uh, I would say moving in with with Brenna now has been a top, but. One of the tops that was kind of sad, too. Um, my mom was in the hospital the whole time we were in Florida with um, a UTI. Uh, she was fucking yeah, right. a lot. Stop. No, no, no. She, uh, she has COPD, and she had a flare-up with her lungs. So she uh, went to the emergency room the night before we went down to Florida. So oh the whole God. time she's in the hospital... There's a lot of other drama that like went down with my dad, whatever. But we don't have to get into that. My mom eventually gets out of the hospital the day before, two nights before we leave. So like five nights into the trip. Oh, good. I'm glad she's out. She got out. She broke out. She broke out. They were like, ma'am, you need your oxygen. She's like, I'm fucking, she started skipping. I don't know. She was excited to see me. Um, so Could you go visit her or no? I did visit her with my little brother and- it was an interesting visit because my mom's on steroids, like a prednisone or something. So it's like, I don't know. I just found it weird that like steroids is for a guy to hit an 800 foot home run or to have my mom eat a sandwich. Like I just find it like those are like the two things. And my mom was like sitting there. And what she's does like, steroids do to your mom? Like, why she's is that like, of note? She's a, she's amped, but she also has no energy. So it's like a, so she's like talking, but she's also like, like barely breathing. So it's mm -hmm. like, but she has energy to talk. So she, she honestly, she sounded like the Godfather, like, like, hey man, like that, like that was the vibe. And she was sitting in a chair, like it was, it was, it was interesting. Whatever. So we go to the hospital, me and my little brother, because of COVID, it was hard to like get in there. Um, so she eventually gets out of the hospital and. Um, I want to introduce her to Brenna, but I have to go to a hockey game that night with my dad, and I don't want Brenna to meet my mom without me for the first time. Yeah. So that was a whole thing about whether or not I should go to the hockey game or whatever. So anyway, long story short, sorry. My mom gets out. Did you go to the hockey game? I did, but Brenna didn't meet my I went and saw my mom. Brenna, I was like, look, she'll meet you tomorrow. We could wait a day. So did Brenna just stay in her room? Yeah. When your mom but came? She, huh? Your mom came home and Brenda just didn't come to meet her? Because she just didn't want to, like, I would have had to, like, leave her there without, I don't know, It was. it's kind of awkward to meet someone's parent without But were, was anyone there or was your mom just there alone? No, my brother and there, it was, it was a weird thing. It was a weird okay. situation. Yeah. But, so, which led to a fight about, over GPS, which wasn't about GPS, that's a whole nother thing. Sorry. I love, so, yeah, that's another thing in Attached is like couples 
get in fights and it's never about what the thing is. It Dude, is it was always- so funny. I asked her where Walgreens was and she put it in her phone and it was like 2.8 miles. And then I realized, wait, I know where a fucking Walgreens is from my brain. But she's like, let's just go to that one. And I was like, well, let's just use my brain. She's like, well, that's only a mile farther. And I was like, well, why does, can I use my brain? Like that was, but the fight was over whether or not I should go to the hockey game. Really, And so. you wanted to use your brain. Yeah. <laughs> and you weren't when you went to the hockey game. Not at all. So anyways, we made up. It ended up being great. Got but it. my mom gets out of hospital. I go over there. It's just me and my brother. We have to go to the bank to like talk about like weird shit about like my mom dying and like money being beneficiary like this whole like i don't know it makes things real you know like yeah and um my mom wasn't able to shower in the hospital for like four days and her hair is like frizzled and my mom loves to look you know pretty and you forget like a woman just wants to even when she's dying and like and at her lowest point she's still you know you want to like uh, it's like hard to talk about. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, Andrew. Oh boy. I yeah. promised myself I would cry. <laughs> no, it's all right. Uh, it's so hard. I'm sorry. So. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. weird. Yeah. Anyhow, I haven't bit my nails in a while. Yeah, like a UTI. So I end up, uh, <laughs> even in sadness, call back, ham drip. So <laughs> Your eyes are ham dripping. <laughs> no, it's That's sweet. what people call my nipples. Are you just drip. thinking about your mom in the ocean? <laughs> <laughs> you think about how your mom will never get to go to a hockey game again? Something she, she never went to in the first place? She loved the Rangers. Um, uh, no, so my mom goes, um, will you help wash my hair in oh, the sink? Because she can't even shower. Yeah. And I swear there was just a moment where I was like, my whole life, me and my mom never like, you know, because of drinking and like whatever, like we never like, when she would touch me like later in life, like rub my back or anything, like I could never hug her because I felt like. I don't know. There, I, there just wasn't a connection because I wanted her to be better for herself. And I think it caused me to be avoided and attached. <laughs> so. Yeah. And you have a lot of anger about that. It's like too late, bitch. I'm not saying yeah. that about your mother, but like I felt that yeah. way too of like, don't get close to me now. Like you should have done this when I was little. And it just feels awkward. It just doesn't feel yeah. like. And so yeah. my initial reaction when my mom's like, can you wash my hair? And her hair is like frizzled and like. You know, like really, like that's not a word. I'm like, oh, I don't even, yeah, she's completely frizzled out. And I'm like, (laughs) she's got the, she's on the frizz. And, um, I go, my initial reaction was like, oh my God, I gotta fucking touch my, like, what is she doing asking me this? Like, and I'm so selfish, so fucking selfish, man. So, anyways, I fucking start washing her hair. And I fucking put the shampoo in and I'm washing her and I'm knowing that this is making her so fucking happy, this little thing. And um, I put conditioner in and I'm combing her hair. And I swear to God, like, there was like a moment and like it could be like in a movie or like whatever where it's like, oh, I can help her. And like, I don't have this guard up because mentally I'm okay now in a way. Sweet. It was a lot. 
It's still a lot. And Aww. like just combing her hair. And then Brenna cut her nails for her. And it was like this moment of like where we I'm looking over at Brenna, like cutting giving my mom a manicure. And it was just like, okay, this is fucking why relationship shit is fucking amazing. Yeah. You know? Oh, I'm so happy for uh, you. That's anyhow. That's a lot, dude. Thank you for sharing yeah. that. It's so sweet. Ooh. Good yeah. job, dude. This is like all really It's fun. Like, yeah, it's 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 good closure stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. it's really hard though. So yeah, yeah. Well, that's so. But sweet. then I went to the bank and I, you know, found out how much money I was getting. I was like, "That's worth it for the hair <laughs> shampoo." You know, okay, <laughs> jam drip. What's your top one, Noah? You see a guy die? It's <laughs> <laughs> not my top one. <laughs> My top one is very similar to Andrew. Oh, yeah? What? Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I talked about it on the podcast and I had a lot of besties reach out, which was so nice and sweet. And I realized a lot of other people have a disconnection with a parent. I'm not the only one in this world. But um, I had been wanting to use the holiday time as a, you know, just like an impetus to reach out to my mom and see how she's doing after not speaking to her for a very long time. And um, I did it. You know, I, I wish her Happy New Year. And I said, you know, can we chat this weekend? And it was really good. It was a very good conversation. And I, <laughs> this is crazy. But, you know, I, I had been thinking about this for a while now, probably over a month. You know, like, I got to do this. I, I mean, since the show, it was just like burning. It was just like burning my chest. Like, I, ha I have to do something. I, I don't feel good about this. And I had this like nerve pain in the back, like in my back, like, I don't know what it is, like wing or whatever. Like if, if I would have wings, it's where a wing would be. Yeah. Just like, like, a, like a, just a nerve pain. And then my shoulder hurt and my neck hurt. I've just been carrying that for the last couple of weeks. And after that phone call, it didn't completely go away, but it's like already 50% gone. Wow. Wow. And it's did the phone moment. call feel... Better, worse, what you expected? Better. Much better. I mean, you know, I, I have to like think a lot about going into it. What information am I going to divulge? Uh, how am I going to direct the conversation if it starts going to a negative place? You, know, I, you have to do a lot of like mental gymnastics. Um, so my mom's always been very good at being creative and um, house decorating. She, she's just so talented. She has sh such good taste. So I was just like, okay, I'm going to ask her for help so it'll, it'll give her like a little bit of a purpose i'll be receptive to that information because i know I it's going to be good and it was it was great oh it's so great when the like at what i'm the pattern here is like we can do better than our parents not to like be like see mom fuck you like i'm gonna right. be different but like that's why you have kids is to be better than like you and to heal some of the stuff that you're not ready to, you weren't equipped to do. And like it, it falls on the child to become the adult in the situation. And both of you exhibited that um, Thanks. in those stories. So good job to both of you. Thank <laughs> you. And thanks for sharing those things. Cause it's not easy to share that stuff that like can unexpectedly get you into um like emotions that are uncomfortable mm -hmm. on a comedy podcast. So, mm -hmm. um, I, and I know the besties love you for it. Um, 
My uh, my top moment was um, seeing a whale, which I posted on my Instagram. Um, and it was so Chris, my ex-boyfriend who I'm dating and um, who I honestly like we almost broke up uh, two nights before Christmas. Um, uh, we literally were on the phone breaking up finally being like, we're not doing this anymore. And it was really just a bad, uh, we were going to therapy and we had a really bad therapy session and, um, we didn't have time in that therapy session to like put a bow on it or like just kind of put a little, like even like a cork in it. And we just like were open wounds and, and for us to like get through hard times, we need to like talk for hours and feel really understood. And we always come out so much better, but um, we didn't have time. And so we didn't talk for a couple days and literally broke up on the phone. And then we just couldn't get off the phone. Like, cause once we said goodbye on the phone call, we knew it would be like over, over. And then we were like, let's just, why? Like one of us gave in and then the other gave, you know, and um, he ended up going to Hawaii with me on this trip with Bill Maher. And it was just like, I don't know. I think that, and maybe and I could, you know, who knows what I'll say in the future, but I think that I have in the past like felt because Chris was the only person I've ever dated really like seriously in this way and like is actually an available person, the only available person that isn't a complete alcoholic that I've dated that didn't have a girlfriend, didn't live in a different city. Like he's that I thought, you know, I couldn't have possibly got it right the first time. Like there's just no way. And, you know, we don't, we're not perfect and all of these things. And there's been issues where I'm like, I can't date someone who does this, but you know, I have all these hard lines. Like I think that I uh, projected a lot of perfection onto other people or like other relationships and I'm like I want a guy like that or man I'm looking at that guy on Instagram and that relationship I'm like he wouldn't do the things that Chris does in my relationship like or I have like a friend I'm like oh the way I get along with her like if I could just like if 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 you know that could be I want a relationship that's like that friendship but like also with sex and like the thing is like what my relationship may lack in the way that I look at some of my friendships is that my friendships or people's relationships that I look at, I don't know what they're like intimately, but I do yeah. know what that that's not fair to compare that. And I, and I think that I know, but I don't fucking know. And what I did realize on this trip is that I have someone who like, although isn't, we clash a lot on things like overall, this person is always, willing to is now I know and wasn't in the past but it's like willing to work on ev anything and is willing to kind of honestly I have the thing that I always wanted that I heard Will Smith has with Jada Pinkett Smith which is like uh, you can do anything and there are no deal breakers like I'll never leave you like we can get through anything and like that doesn't mean he's not going to get upset with me and, and we're going to have weird moments but we, fa we found this new way of communicating that I originally came up with with Kirsten when I was in like fifth grade. We like were best friends since fourth grade, inseparable from the second we met. And we had this like shorthand 
speak like that. We just we just were real. It was the first like relationship where I was like, I just don't have to be anything but completely myself. I never have to act like I'm in a good mood. I never have to act like I'm in a like I'm completely real. And one time we got into like a little fight about something. It was like our first fight. And our we went to the limited in West County Mall and we were in like fifth grade and we were looking through shirts and it was after a fight. We had patched it up, but we hadn't actually address what was really going on and so we were in this weird area that i think everyone can relate to where you are just being really like overly like gentle and nice with each other but you're still like laden with resentment but you're Mm -hmm. just tiptoeing and kirsten and i both i remember kirsten might have been the first one to call me on it and she's like because i we were looking at some sweatshirts or something and i was like isn't this cute this is so cute and she's like yeah, oh my gosh. Um, well, well, I'll try this one on. Do you want, like, what size do you want? Like, we were just being so overly nice. And yes. and one of us goes, we're acting like new friends. And we just kept going, new friends. And we called out the awkwardness by saying, new friends. Because this little, like, fake, like, oh, so, like, um, yeah, like, do you want to go to dinner later? Like, that, that kind of, like, dumb talk you have with your boyfriend after you're, like, in a fight. And... It's helped me so much. I told Chris about this and he's like, wow, you guys were like funny even back then. Like that's such an <laughs> astute observation for like fifth graders. And I was like, we really were like new friends was the first like kind of bit we ever did. And now Chris and I do new friends. And that, the other night, that's where we get into trouble is when we fight the awkwardness before we go, what the fuck is this about? Or like, I'll go, hey, I'm really sorry I'm late. Like I was running late and he's just like, it's fine. And then we're in this like mm. new friends. Like, do you call the Uber? Uh, yeah, they're running late. Oh, I hate this app. And like, we're just having this fucking elevator small talk. And last night we got into like a little thing and I was just like, new friends, you're new friendsing me. What's really going on? Like, I know you're upset. What, it, what happened? And it just like cut through and he like laughed because he knew what new friends meant. It was just like a beautiful way to like cut through the tension. Anyway, I really like fell in love with my ex-boyfriend over this trip because on the way to Hawaii, he was like, um, I thought maybe we could go whale watching and I'm like, I didn't even know we could go whale watching in Hawaii. Like I don't even, I think of that as like an Alaska thing and there's humpback whale watching in Hawaii. We're in the middle of the season. We go on a private charter that he sets up and it's just mm. me and him on this boat and we see a humpback whale and on the, you, they're everywhere in this bay complete there. There's hundreds of them and we see little spouts coming up, but you don't get, you can't get closer than a football field unless you get close enough and then they swim over to you, which doesn't happen. Except it did happen. We, we got mugged, which is the actual term for it. We were mugged by a humpback whale. It was circling our boat and obsessed with us. And I, and I said on the way out, I go, what's the, he's been doing this 25 years. I go, what's the coolest thing that's happened out here? And this guy was like, you know, the best thing is when I've had passengers like dunk their heads over and put their snorkels in and, they're, I can hear them squealing because they see the whale like up, like they can spot the whale like in the water and not from like far away because the water's too murky to see it if you put your head in, if it's if we're far away from what the normal distance is. And fuck you guys, I saw, I was dunking my head in so much. I made eye contact with a fucking wild humpback whale, which I've been obsessed with whales forever. It was such a majestic, magical moment. And this whale, like, I felt connected to it. I felt like it saw me. And these whales are only there to breed and have give birth. They come all the way down from Alaska. There's no food in this bay in Hawaii, like in this, uh, you know, 
channel. There's only fucking fighting over females, which they never fight to the death. They always help each other out. They like kind of bump each other, but they'll never fight to the death. They're very gentle. And there's wing manning. They help each other fuck. And there's birthing. And then they, they get pregnant and they go all the way back up and then they give birth up there. And, or they give, sorry, they give birth down here and they go all the way up with their babies because it's safer in these warmer waters and there's not killer whales and there's no predators in these waters and there's no food. They're just starving to death here and like, it, it was just so fucking interesting and he put a microphone in the water and it was just like, you could hear all the whale activity. It was like you were at a fucking stadium of how hundreds of whales just like, <laughs> It was just, it was so cool. I I was blown away and it was only because like Chris knew I cared about whales and he knows that I don't really like adventures, but he picked one that was like perfect for me and I just had the best trip with him ever and um, I had the best trip with Bill Maher and all his friends. It was just a great trip. Let's take a break and then we'll come back and we'll do a little bit of a Reddit dump. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self-care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self-care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the Sassy Girl Bomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Oh my God, you guys. I'm so excited that Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast because they have like all of my favorite clips on Instagram Reels. I'm constantly discovering new comedians from these clips. And I always like, how do you even go to these shows? Where are they happening? Well, now I know because I have the information right here. You can go to one of these shows. Don't Tell Comedy are putting on the coolest comedy shows in the country. This isn't like a comedy club. This isn't a theater. These are small, unique venues like on rooftops, backyards, art galleries. If you're looking for a 
fun night out in your town, which it's probably in your town because these shows used to just be in L.A. And now they are all over the country, 150 cities in Canada, the U.S. and the U.K. Don't Tell Comedy is the best thing for you to go out and explore and do. You're going to see amazing new comedians. You're going to see pop ins from famous comedians. You've seen the clips online. Be a part of the experience live in person and do it on me, guys. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com and then use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. 20% off. That's freaking good. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Let's do a Reddit dump. Karaoke mode. This is your Reddit dump. dump. <laughs> All right. I hope I have some good stuff. Oh, okay. So this was in uh, the subreddit Sex. And it said, Ooh, I love, I love that my one. husband. I let my husband suck a booby to help with his occasional anxiety before bed. I told a friend and she shamed me hard. So this woman is said that it started with my husband when I was pumping breast milk for our kid. I had a bad clog. I guess she was wearing Crocs. And <laughs> he sucked it out of me, out for me. Over time, it mm. progressed into a nightly routine. I'd finish my last pump of the day. He'd clean up and then we'd go to bed and he'd nurse for like 10 minutes. This helped soften my breast so I could sleep comfortably. Eventually, I stopped producing milk and our routine ended. Then something terrible happened. He had a loss in the family that devastated him. He had a lot of anxiety in the night and would be upset. One night, I was cuddling him to help calm him down and he was nestled between my breasts. I could feel his breath and lips against me. He started to kiss them and then I kind of instinctively lifted myself up and so his, you know, his mouth was aligned with my nipple. He took the sign and started suckling he almost instantly calmed down and was able to get to sleep soon after so this started another trend in our relationship it often leads into other sexual activities but sometimes it's a it's a quick a, a quick suck and we go to sleep i told my friend the above and was essentially shamed to hell we are being weird and ju juvenile she said he shouldn't need to suck your breast to go to sleep it made me feel terrible what do you think do other couples have different opinions or practices hmm I was thinking Andrew probably would be into that. <laughs> I honestly, I started salivating. I was like, "Oh my god, this is like, I want my binky, and it's your tits." I mean, why I can't mean, I, boys? Uh, I like wouldn't hate for someone to suck on my tit like a baby, like a man. I know that's so weird, but like, there's something about it where I was like, I. I wonder how long weird, he does but... it for, and like, what if they have another baby and then they're fighting over the nipple? No, I this don't seems know. like a bedtime thing that like. Yeah. And it leads to sex usually. 
I love it. I think it's like romantic. I really do. I don't think it's weird. I really don't. Um, I mean, I think it's weird, but I don't think I would judge anyone for it. I mean, but I it's think weird it'd be in the we- sense that I don't think a lot of people do it, but I think, um, yeah, more people I've, should. I think it could be weird if he's like puts a diaper on and then like she puts fucking baby powder on his asshole and then she's like, I want my bottle. You know, that would be weird. But if it's just a guy who just needs to suck a little bit to kind of like sucking a thumb to s- and you can provide that. Fuck. Yeah. You could be uh, a manly nipple sucker. I think so, too. Noah. Well, I don't approve of sex shaming anyone for whatever weird kink right. they have, even if they're wearing a diaper. But I have this <laughs> Nord. Yeah, exactly. Same. And My I know bad. that you I do, went, too. I went too far. I know. I know it was a joke. Uh, but I have a weird like fantasy where I want my nipples like sucked so hard that they turn like black and blue. Like there's like bruises around them. Wait, Is that weird. You gotta do. <laughs> you, you gotta get Avi into this. I keep. Tr- I mean, I haven't explicitly told him this. <laughs> I'm sharing it with you first. But I think I've this tried. has got to be a normal uh, it here. fetish. Like because <laughs> sometimes I get my tits sucked so hard, I feel like they're gonna have bruises, and so I know that they're. Guys like to do that. And babies leave bruises. Like, it's a very, just because a baby does it and we don't sexualize children, obviously, doesn't mean it's can't also be sexual. And, like an adult and that thing. doesn't mean it's wrong, I don't think. Yeah, I think you just got to ask them. Nipples He's, suck yeah. till they're black and blue, Noah. You've got to get it. <laughs> okay, I'll keep you posted. Yeah, let him know. I think you should. Uh, you split his ball sack with your nose yeah and then say hey baby why don't you rough up my nips and then i don't think he'll think it's that weird just be like suck harder no harder sucking them like i feel like they'd have to be sucked like really really hard for like a good while yeah so maybe that's what you want and maybe he would be into that like you don't even know like what's his favorite condiment chocolate throw it on there we go throw it on I was saying that I was so constant because I, my boobs were huge over the in Hawaii, and I was like, Hawaii. I I love that I say it weird. Um, and I was saying that I was because Chris was like, "Your boobs, Jesus Christ!" And I was like, it's "I all think shit. I'm backed up." I was like, "I got shit tits." <laughs> I really ruined t- my tits for him. I was like, "They're just they're filled with shit. It's all the way." <laughs> you got shitty so titties. Be like I got those shit tits. Those bullshit tits. Oh, fuck. My bed is here. Fuck. Your bed is here? Yeah. We can end the show without you. Peace out. Here, no, I'm not going to hang up. Here, I'll just... It's fine. Are you sure? five minutes. Okay, so there's... (laughs) I saw an Ask Women. The subreddit says, "What's, what's one tiny daily habit you have that makes your life run a bit smoother? I was just wondering what your guys would say, but I want to read some of these. This is obviously just women. Um... This was actually something that a bestie wrote into me that we talked about on the show that helped them. But um, this person says the two minute rule. Originally reading it as getting things. Originally read in it in getting things done, which I guess is a book. The rule is anything that takes less than two minutes, do it straight away. Writing it down and then doing it later will take longer. Love that. Someone says my kitchen must be spotless before bed. Ideally, I set the coffee pot too. Um, someone says I make my bed as soon as I wake up. Um. What about you guys? Anything come to mind that you're like, oh, drinking water in the morning? Yeah. Um, yeah, just uh, making uh, a smoothie. 
takes less time than you think. Like, we always think, oh, we got to get all the ingredients. I just throw it in there. I started drinking them the last two days. Yeah, Very food simple. Prep. Food prep. That shit's easy. Um, dividing my clothes. Like, that was a big thing from moving to the new place. Of being dividing like, I gotta, your clothes. Like, what could go to Goodwill and what do I need? And you just, like, be like, I can't get rid of things. I have so much attachment to it. And then you're like, oh, that took four minutes to be like, I don't need 25% mm. of my wardrobe anymore. I like that. Um, yeah. I don't know. Simple things like that that you build up in your head. Yes. I think that because I think you're so efficient with your like time and stuff. Yeah, I think that um, I usually am. I just I think that being reasonable about how long things will take is a helpful thing of like just always add on more time than you think or just at least start paying attention to how long things actually take. Um, I think that um, one thing I've I do now that I think is great is not doing all or nothing things like and I think that goes into the two minute thing like there are so many times that I go I can't work on that thing because I don't have time to do it all well the whole job is going to be seven hours why would I ever think I could do it all in one like but that's how I, I work I do things in seven hour chunks and then I kill myself and I dread it and cleaning your room like you can't maybe have time to clean your whole room but you have time to do one like five minute thing put one jacket away put like one little thing straightening one little area can give you like a sense of it can spread much easier and just not doing things in increments and not being so obsessed with perfection and having all or nothing and i think that's helped me a lot because i want it all or nothing, nothing at, at all. all. It's, that's how I live my life. Okay, um, this is from Today I Learned. Today I Learned there's an 18% average mortality rate for catch and release fishing, with the rate varying significantly between species. So on average, if you're doing catch and release and you feel like a fucking hero, almost 20% of those fish, one in five, are going to die be, just because you caught them in the first place. Good to know, I think. Because I think people just go, oh, we're such a good person. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree with that. I just feel like they're probably going to die pretty soon anyways. What? <laughs> get eaten by a whale. They'll get eaten. No, that's not how it works. How do they what track kind of fish? the fish? Like, all fish look almost exactly identical. How do they know which fish Well, because they live? they're <laughs> experts. What did they I send guess. out a census? And they probably are like <laughs> a census. I don't know, but you guys, just it's good to know. <laughs> don't don't pride. Just no one should fish. I always feel bad for fishes that have their like. It's traumatizing to have a fucking hook in your mouth. A lot of times you can't get it out. You have to rip. Like fish feel pain, by the way. So anything you're telling yourself about fishing and how it's like, oh, I'm not keeping it. Like, well, then you're tossing it back in. And it's gonna die. And I know it's gonna die anyway. But so are all of us. So should we just all? Hook ourselves in the mouth? Like, no. All right. Um, what is, this is from Ask Reddit. What's your I fucking hate this song song? Oh. Song song? Mine is Moves Like Jagger. Wait, I don't. Ooh, Moves Like no. Jagger. But what's what the is question? your I fucking hate this song song? Oh. Yeah, I hate that. I mean, I. Uh, that one song, somebody I used to know went from good for Go one T. day to the worst song I've ever heard in my life. Oh, I don't know why. Oh, someone said the 
TikTok song. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, 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 no. That one. I don't know that one. I don't like that song, Let the Bodies Hit the Floor. You know oh, my God. I feel like that's, I would describe that as the only kind of music you listen to. Unless it's your nipples <laughs> like that would and be really my- <laughs> hard. Um, that's so funny. Uh, Fancy Like by Walker Hayes. I don't know that. Fight Song. People are saying Fight Song a lot. Oh, I love Fancy Fight like- Song. Fancy Like's terrible. It's this new country song. I'm going to Applebee's on a Tuesday, on a Wednesday, getting drunk Ugh. with my friends on a Thursday. Oh, my God. Everyone's saying Fancy Like on this uh, Ask Reddit. Yeah, I'm an island boy. People hate that song. That doesn't ca- These don't count as songs to me. Um, fight Song. Why are people saying Fight Song? I love that song. This is my fight song. I liked it until that. Someone said, oh, ha, <laughs> ha. You know like the TikTok song that's like, oh, no, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Uh, shape yes, of yes, You yes. and Baby Shark. I love, I'm in love with Shape of You. I love Shape of People You. People hate that song. I've heard that a lot. Um, wow. People sing fight song because it's the cancer anthem. Oh. Uh, wow. Girls Like You by Maroon 5. I kind of like that song. Uh, all right. God, it's all the same songs. It's so funny. Um. All right. The so ones that are played the most. Final thought. You know uh, what I mean? Yeah, you're right. But no, uh, there are some songs that are played a lot that I don't mind. Yeah. I guess. But yeah, you're not wrong. Um, this was true off my chest. This was from the subreddit. True off my chest. I threw a Christmas party a week ago, and no one other than my mom showed up. A few of my coworkers offered explanations when I asked it about it the next time I saw them, but no one else even gave me an excuse. It sucks, too, because I spent more money than I should have on the decorations and food. Then spent the night staring out the window waiting for guests, only for no one but my mom to show up after I called her crying about it. The whole thing hurts more than I can ever admit. Oh, That sucks. I mean, what were their excuses, I wonder? I mean, did they say they were going to go? Like, why did... Ugh. It makes me... That makes me so fucking sad. And we've all been there of, like, just feeling like no one cares and we're being left out and like trying too hard like getting dressed up for something that no one else cared about or like it's just such a lonely feeling sorry for anyone the opposite happen i had the opposite too many people showed up wait you didn't have a party and everyone showed up well i had a party and too many people showed up and some of those people like i had spent so much money on like cold cuts and like this is at a time where i had like no money but i really like wanted to make it a nice party for people and people came in and they put like their cigarettes out on the cold cuts. It just like went totally out of control. Oh my God. And I had a similar feeling at the end. I just, I felt so like violated. Interesting. <laughs> so, so maybe both ways. the silver lining is she didn't have to clean up all the shit that would have happened. Yeah. She had to up. clean up her decorations that were not even used and like all the food. It's, it's such a lonely feeling for people who don't have friends. Yeah, if, you, and it, if, you got if you don't have friends, it is not your uh, fault. It is a lucky thing to have friends. Like it's just, you're in the right place at the right time. Some people like live in areas where everyone sucks and you're there because of what, like it's not your fault if you don't have friends, especially if you're listening to this podcast, you're cool as fuck. Um, and I really mean that like you can't enjoy this podcast if you're not like someone who's, emotionally intellectual and maybe i'm patting myself on the back but i just believe that to be true um i think uh, like i bring it back so other people could enjoy it what'd you say like i'm not that emotionally like yes you are you cried on the show today buddy 
Now nah, never happened. Never happened. Oh yeah. Uh you cried. Also, can we talk about Larry David tomorrow to tease it? Oh yeah. I mean don't talk about I was it gonna now. talk about uh. um just how the that party thing reminded me of I'm watching Arrested Development again because on the trip I was with one of the like the Attorney Ba Ba Ba. Uh I was I was with one of the writers of Arrested Development who who wrote the first season and subsequent episodes uh. with Mitch Mitchell Hurwitz and who was the creator and he was like they met in um they met on the Golden Girls staff and then they Mitchell started uh you know created Arrested Development and wrote with Jim Vallely like they too wrote it and his name's Jim Vallely and he's amazing he's like the best guy ever I love him yeah. so much he's so funny so cool I got all my Arrested Development questions answered um and I'm going back and watching the first season with Chris and we're having so much fun but that party thing reminded me of like just Lucille Bluth uh yeah the mother the matriarch they she's having like a they have a surprise party and no one is there constantly because all of her children like hate her and like everyone on the show is just detestable and hilarious but it's such a fucking great show and i can't believe i know one of the creators now it's just um or like you know one of the main two writers makes me think that that show is like if succession had more of a sense of humor Absolutely. And I even said that Lindsay Bluth, Portia de Rossi, reminded me of the girl. What's her name? Oh, um, Stu, not Stu. Um, God, uh, uh, Siv. Uh, Shiv. 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 Stu. Is that right? Shiv? <laughs> it is Shiv. God, that it reminds me Shiv. of a joke from Arrested Development where the, the, <laughs> the father is in prison and yeah. he says, um, you know, I, I'm worried about in the showers. Like, I could get strangled or, or something or something worse, and Buster goes, or like stabbed, and he goes, in a way, <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. It was so good. I just love that show. It's packed. It's it's so chock good. full of jokes, and like you can watch it over and over. And like I've seen this season four times, and I'm still I don't remember things. Like it's so nice to have a bad memory for stuff like this. Um, so much more to talk about, including a run in with Larry David and. Uh, more than a run and a hangout with Larry David. Oh. Uh, private jets, whale watching, uh, oh my God. constipation, six flags, and much more this week on the Nikki Glazer podcast. Don't be cut out there. And uh, Jack. Jackson Hole. Ooh. I've been studying over the weeks. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girl Bomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girl Bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. This is so cool. Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast. Don't Tell Comedy are comedy shows that happen in these really intimate, unique spaces like art galleries and backyards and rooftops. I did one of their first shows in 2017. It was in a random clothing store in LA. Now they're in 150 cities worldwide. You gotta check them out. They are such a perfect night out. Don't Tell Comedy is the spot to go. Date night, alone night, friend night, whatever you want it to be. It's so fun. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com. Use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We are talking every single episode of every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.